It's the last stand. And here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. I'm Brian Custer. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And joining me today is the former IBF super middleweight champion of the world. You know him as Sweet Hands. My man, Caleb Plant, back with us on the last stand. How are you, Caleb? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's it going? Good, my brother, my brother. I mean, we got to talk a lot of boxing. And uh, let's start with your division because it is, it is red hot. Uh, we just saw Canelo defend his undisputed title for a successful third time uh, against Jermel Charlo. You were there. What were your thoughts about the fight? Um, you know, I felt the fight was a little bit lack, lackluster. And, um, you know, obviously that has a lot to do with what Canelo did. But um, at the same time, you know, I feel like Jamel, he could have went for it a little bit more. You know, maybe maybe he felt his power early and decided, you know, maybe he felt like, hey, maybe this is too risky. So, but at the end of the day, you know, he went up to weight divisions. He um, got in there. I'm sure he wished he would have went for it just a little bit more, even if it was on the back half or at the end. But, you know, regardless of this, what it is, so. You know, going into the fight, a number of people, uh, boxing writers, wrote that Canelo was slipping. Uh, Canelo told us before the fight, for the first time in a long time, uh, that he was finally healthy and showed why he was, pound for pound, the best fighter in the world. Uh, when you watched the fight, was that a different Canelo than the guy you faced? Um. I feel like Canelo was probably at his peak when we fought. And I've seen a lot of people comment on that and say the same thing. So, um, but obviously he looked great against Jamel and, um, but he didn't have a whole lot coming back at him. So, you know, when you're able to find your distance and your timing and your rhythm and, you know, you don't have as much coming back at you, you know, you're able to relax in a way and to a point where, you know, you're able to get real comfy. So. Do you, do you believe his take when he says I, I showed, why I am and still pound for pound best fighter in the world. I mean, again, you know, he, he put on, he had a, a great performance and he did his thing. So, you know, I don't have much more than much more than that. Mm. November 25th, Demetrius Andrade is taking on David Benavidez. Uh, what do you think about that fight that will come your way on Showtime pay-per-view? Um, I think it's an interesting fight. Uh, you know, David, he's obviously a, a really good fighter. Boo Boo's a really good fighter. And um, it's a stylistic matchup. And, you know, I'm uh, interested to see who, you know, how it turns out. I, I think it's uh, interesting that a lot of people have said this is going to be kind of similar to your fight with Benavides, except that uh, Andrade is a southpaw. Both of you guys boxers. Uh, both of you guys can punch. What do you think? Um, how, how do you think it's different from when you fought David Benavides? Um, I mean, obviously, him being a southpaw uh, obviously stands out. And um, Boo Boo, he, uh, he's a good boxer. And um, so, you know, we could all speculate. But at the end of the day, we, we got to really just wait and see when the bell rings, you know, and, and see how they match up, how they line up. You know, styles make fights. And um that's the great thing about boxing is, you know, when the bell rings, we get to find out. So, uh, you know, as of now, I think it's an interesting matchup and just, you know, interested to see who goes in and is able to, you know, implement their game plan the best. Yeah. I thought one of the things is, you know, both of these guys have talked about 
we want they want the win because they feel like the win will secure a fight with Canelo next. What do you think about that? I um, mean, sounds good. You know, I'm not a matchmaker. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, you know, a matchmaker. I'm not involved with the. Uh, you know, the title, the sanctioning body. So. Um, all I can say is, you know, I'm interested to see the fight. I think, you know, it's two really good fighters getting in there, uh, going against each other. And so, you know, when that bell rings and, you know, who's able to lay down the X's and O's and, and, and make adjustments as needed, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes. So it's definitely a big fight for the super middleweight division. You know, when you look back at your fight with Benavidez, anything you would have done differently? Uh, I'd have got my hand raised. Um <laughs> But, you know, like uh, at the end of the sixth round, he, he caught me with a good body shot. And uh, going that was like at the sixth round. And then, um, you know, by the eighth round, in the eighth round, I caught a headbutt right here. And uh, blood started to leak down. It started to get hard to see. And, you know, once it gets hard to see, judging your distance and your timing, it could be a little off. So I started to try and, you know, go for the clinch a little bit more. And... Um, so, you know, that's how that came about. But just uh, there's a couple of things I would have done differently. But, you know, me and David might run it back. So, you know, I don't want to speak on too much. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about, you know, everybody now, you know, current calling him the Mexican monster? You've been in him. You've been with him. Your, your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, a, he's a good fighter. I've always thought David was a good fighter. Never said any differently. And still think that. But um, I'm a great fighter, too. And, um you know, that was a close fight. A lot of people had it, you know, seven to five. And, um, you know, obviously after the, the, the headbutt with the blood in my eye, it started to, uh, again, it started to get hard to judge my timing and my distance. But so I started to go for the clinch more. And that was a, um, it got busy, you know, w once that started happening. But other than that, like, you know, he's a monster I am too. <laughs> um, I, I think that's interesting. You've given us some insight in that fight where you've talked about the the headbutt, the blood, and how it, it affected you. Because, you know, when you read how people wrote about the fight, it said, uh, and I'm writing, uh, quoting here from the boxing scene, just like against Canelo, Plant boxed beautifully in the first half of the fight and seemed to gas out in the second half. That has been his downfall in the two biggest fights of his career. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that this affected me in the fight. I can't say for sure, but about a month out, I did get sick. And um, I was sick for just a couple of weeks. I'm not sure if that had any, you know, any layover in the fight. But, I mean, again, David's a big fighter. He's a, he's a, he's a good fighter. Um, his size plays a big part in his, um, his strategy, but also his skills do too, so... You know, it's not like I'm taking anything from him or making any excuses. He, he got his hand raised. But at the end of the day, it was a really close fight. And um, if he's a monster, if he's pound for pound material, then, you know, even with not being able to see good, you know, I was right there. So, again, you know, I would uh, – I'd be interested, definitely interested in running back. So, Man, there are some big fights. And that's why I love your division at 168. David Morrell. Uh, Jaime Munguia, John Ryder. I know your team 
said that they expect to have you back in the ring. Probably they said without question in early 2024, do any of those names appeal to you as an opponent? And who did you name? Uh, David Morrell, Jaime Munguia, John Ryder. Any of those names appeal to you at all? Um, right now, my main focus is Jamal Charlo. That, that's who I want to fight. So uh, he's been talking about moving up to 68 for some time. I know he's right on the verge of that. And, you know, that's a fight that needs to happen in boxing. I love that you mentioned that because Jamal is going to be on the Benavides card fighting Jose Benavides Jr. Uh, on November 25th. Give me your thoughts on that fight, considering it's going to be his first fight in, what, two and a half years? Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. What did uh, Jose fight Terrence Crawford at? What was that? One, that 140. 140. Yeah. You know, that was just a couple of years ago, so uh, – but Jose is scrappy, so we'll see. You know, I'm interested to see the fight. Uh, I don't think the fans are very happy with that fight. I don't think Box is very happy with that fight. But, you know, at the same time, he's been out a second. So if that's what he needs to uh, get things moving, then, you know, that's on him. Um, mm. But uh, that's a fight that needs to happen, me and him. I want that. I think it was the Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford weigh-in. You guys got in that, that little uh, kerfuffle, we'll call it. Um, you and Jamal Charlo, was this something that had been percolating or did this just come out of nowhere? Uh, it just came out of nowhere. You know, if it was up to me, we never would have even spoke that day. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I had nothing to do with that. You know, I had to do with settling it, but like, as far as like nothing had been brewing, you know, and again, like I said, if it was up to me, we, we wouldn't even spoke that day. So. Yeah. How surprised were you? So, it, it, in essence, you're at the way, and he just walks up to you and talks stuff. He's just, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I've uh, tried to refrain from from speaking on it too much, but but I have, you know, told my side, and that's the side. That's what happened. You know, I have no reason to lie. I have no reason to make anything up. You know, I've spoke on what's happened and him coming up and, and how the story went about. And um, so, yeah, him coming up and, you know, just starting to talk and us having a back and forth, giving me a cold sentence, hot sentence, and until he just decided to uh, take it a step further. So that's all I'm going to do. You know, that's all I'm going to say as far as speaking on the situation. Hey, everybody, I'm Brian Custer. Our next partner, Athletic Greens. You know, I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. You think I got like this overnight? No, it's because of AG1. And I wanted to try it because I wanted better gut health, increased energy, immune system support. I take AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it really makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body, like covering all my nutritional bases. And it's great before your workouts. It's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and really so much more. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs to go with your first purchase. All you've got to do, go to athleticgreens.com slash laststand. That's athleticgreens.com slash last stand and check it out. Now that it's summer, 
you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals that support sunny and active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. And you're going to save time, you're going to eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Listen, you're too busy with summer plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well. With Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store. Head to factormeals.com slash laststand50 and use the code laststand50. You get 50% off. 50% off. That's the code laststand50 at factormeals.com slash laststand50 to get 50% off. I know you saw each other at the Canelo uh, Charlo fight. Um, you said on Twitter, uh, you just seen me the other night and had no words, just a crazy look and a heart that shook. <laughs> Were you surprised that there was, it wasn't a second confrontation then? Uh, no, not really surprised. I wasn't surprised. You know, he knows he made a mistake the first time and he learned from that mistake. So, but I was surprised that he hopped on Instagram live afterwards, you know, talking about what he was going to do and, you know, stuff like that, because again, you know, he was five yards from me just two nights before that. So if he wanted to get his point across, he could have just told me, but he didn't want to tell me he wanted to let y'all know, you know, he, he wanted everybody else to know because you, you heard it on the, um, the IG live. Hey, guys, and yes. one more thing. And one right. more thing. I want to say one more thing before I go. Hey, guys, I want to make sure. Are you listening? I got something to say. And when I fight Caleb Plant, I'm going to. So, but why are you letting everybody else know? You could have let me know. But he didn't want to let me know. Mm. And, and, and if his, you know, obviously – his words were, you know, when I get a chance to fight Caleb Plant, I'm going to knock the F out of him. Uh, what is Caleb Plant's message then to Jamal Charlo? Sounds good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, how active do you think uh, Caleb Plant will be, uh, let's say, in 2024 in uh, the years going forward? Is it one fight a year? Because I know you fought once last year, year before, or is it two fights a year? Yeah, I mean, if I'm riding at the top of the year, I'm sure I'll be back in by the end of the year. So uh, just looking to stay as you know active as possible. I'm in the gym six days a week now, have been for months. I sparred eight rounds today. You know, I'm already in shape. I'm running my miles, my strength and conditioning, my weight is in check. I mean, I think everyone knows me as a guy who, you know, stays in shape year-round, stays in the gym years-round, lives a clean life, and, you know, is on top of his P's and Q's. Yeah. Um, uh, and speaking of that, do you see yourself remaining at 168 or have you ever entertained either going down to 160 or going up to 175? I mean, I'm uh, I stay lean, you know, year round. So I don't see myself going to 160 and uh, I don't see myself going to 175 at least anytime soon. You know, I make 68 quite easy. And, you know, that's the perk of, you know, keeping your weight in check year round and living a clean life. So, uh, you know, there's no need for me to go to 75. 68 is a hot division and, you know, there'd be no sense in leaving it 
when I can make the weight as easy as I do. Tell me about you. The one thing I love about you is your sense of style. Um, not only the cars, because I love the, the, the drop top. I mean, that, that car you got is sweet. Uh, the J's you always got on is sweet, but Caleb plant's got a clothing line. You got to tell me about the clothing line. And then for people who want to get some of that swag, what do they have to do? Yeah. You know, um, for some time now I've had, you know, clothing line called revenge tour and, um, you know, it's really just about the get back. And I'm sure we've all been handed the short end of the stick at some point in our life. You know, we've all been told what we can't do. We've all been told, no, you can't accomplish that. And, you know, even just life in general, no one even personally, just life in general, handing you hard times and, and you know, hoping that you just stick with the life that it gives you instead of going out and, you know, creating the life that you want. And that's the, what Revenge Tour is about. You know, it's about going from place to place and thing to thing. And, you know, getting revenge on life and creating the life that you want. And, and so if I'm, I want some of the gear, how do I get some of the gear? Well, it's been uh, sold out. And usually I just do like, so far I've just been doing like one week pre-orders. And the pre-order is open for a week. You either get your shirt or you don't in that time. And um, once that pre-order is closed, you know, that shirt is not re-releasing. So you either got to be on top of it and get it or, you know, you got to walk, watch everybody else walk around with it. So um, it's been doing great. I've been doing great numbers with it. And, you know, that's something that I enjoy. And I think people know that, you know, I like and I'm into. So uh, that's something I plan on, you know, continuing to run up. And um, I just had uh, my second collection drop at the Las Vegas Lowrider Super Show. Um here in Las Vegas, obviously, and it did really good. I'm thinking about dropping it online for the people online who, you know, have continuously supported me. So I'm still thinking about it, but I think I might drop it online here here soon. And so that's fantastic, my brother. Uh, you know the deal, Kayla, for everybody who comes on this show, we allow them to submit questions through social media. Got a number of them for you, so we'll get right to them. This one comes from X uh Matador. Uh says, Hey. When will, when will you be moving up to 175? And is it only for a title fight or a big fight that you would do it? Um, again, you know, I feel like there's so many good fights at 68 that uh, really no need to go anywhere. And obviously with me being able to make the way like I do, you know, there would be no sense for me to jump up right now. You know, I got a long career ahead of me, so, you know, who knows what's in store, but as of now and for quite some time, you know, I'm, I'm going to be right here at super middleweight. Uh, Rahul asks, uh, considering the two guys you fought, who would you favor in a fight between Canelo and Benavides? Yeah. I mean, they got, uh, two different styles, styles make fights and, you know, it'd be interesting to see, you know, obviously I think Canelo, he's got more pop. I'm not saying David doesn't, but I think Canelo's got more pop. But, um, you know, Dave is a bigger guy. He puts more punches together. And, um, it, you know, you'd really have to just let the bell ring and, and let those guys line up to see how it really went. They're both uh, really good fighters, obviously. And so who knows? But, you know, I, I'd, be, I'd be excited to see that. Mm -hmm. uh, Renee asks, uh, do you plan to fight twice a year for the remainder of your career? Yeah, I mean, two times or more, you know, just staying as active and as busy as possible. And um, in the meantime, making sure I'm staying in the gym, staying on top of my, uh, like I said, my P's and Q's, keeping my weight in check, make sure 
you know, I'm in the gym, sparring, running, strength and conditioning, keeping my diet right. So just controlling what I can control. Yeah. Uh, Diego asks, what was the hardest bump that you had to get over after you suffered your first professional loss? Uh, just being disappointed, you know, obviously, you know, I think some people, they get in there and you can tell by the way that they fight that they're there for a check. And, um, even before, you know, Canelo was trying to find a fight and there was, it was like on a five week notice and they called me up and I'm like, no, if we're going to fight, you know, I'm a world champion. So you should give me an eight week camp because I've earned that. I deserve that. You know, I'm a world-class fighter and I didn't take the fight then. And Callum Smith wound up taking it. And it's because I knew like, if I take this week on five, we notice that's just me doing it for a check. You know, mm-hmm. if he's such a great fighter, I'm going to put myself in position to have the best camp possible to get in there and do what I got to do. So just being disappointed in the fact that I lost because I wasn't there for a check. I was really there to win and get my hand raised and um just but with the success that i had you know the the counterpart is with the success that i had that just proves how good that i am and good that i was and so just getting back in the gym getting back on my team grinding smoothing out the edges and and just working on my game but just being disappointed in losing uh chuck asks what really made you slap jamal charlo was it that he actually touched you or was it what he said uh, I mean, a man has a right to defend himself. So, you know, if another man keeps putting his hands on somebody when he's told to stop, you know, again, a man's got a right to defend himself. So that's really all that it took. But um, all the rest of the th- stuff that came along with that, you know, calling me a bitch-ass white boy over, look at him, y'all scared, just like a bitch-ass, you know, just all that mm-hmm. stuff, Um, you know, obviously added up. But what really caused it was him putting his hands on me. Yeah. Uh, Stizo asks, after back-to-back losses, although they were big fights, is your next fight a must-win? Well, I, I haven't had back-to-back losses. So I lost to Canelo, and then I got knocked out of the year against Anthony Durrell. Mm-hmm. So um, that's not a back-to-back loss. So I don't know. Good point. Uh, okay. You know the drill here. We come to the last segment. It is called The Last Damn. I ask you a series of questions, Caleb Plant. Um, I want the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready, Brian. I'm ready. Here we go. In your opinion, who is the biggest threat to Canelo's undisputed crown at 168, not named Caleb Plant? First thing that comes to my mind is I don't know. <laughs> Like that's a good answer. Um, Which fight do you want more because it's personal? Is it Canelo? Is it Benavidez? Is it Charlo? Um, damn, Brian. (laughs) Well, obviously, I've taken a loss, so I don't mind working my way back. You know, I've never been scared of hard work. I've never been scared of a big fight. So if that means fighting Jamal Charlo to get those fights, then that's the one I want. You know, if I could have a chance to fight for Undisputed, that's the biggest thing in boxing. 
then obviously that would be the one that I'd want. But uh, I plan on, you know, I'd like to run it back with David as well. So that's a three-part answer. But this, uh, you know, it depends on how the car falls. But right now, first and foremost, I want to fight Jamal Charlo because I feel like that's what it's going to take to put my name back up there with either David or Canelo. Which loss eats at you more? Is it the Canelo or the Benavidez loss? Uh, the Canelo loss. Mm, tell me why. This not a not the camp that I wish that I would have had, and um, there's a second part to that answer, but I can't I can't answer that right now. And what? You know, one day I'll I'll be able to share with the world. So um, you know, stay tuned. But oh, you know, can't give us a teaser like that, Caleb. Gotta stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to talk about that then next time. Uh, will Kayla Plant be a world champion again at 168, or will he have to go to another weight? 168, I'll be a world champion again two times. Nope. I like it. No doubt. I, I like it. Uh, last but not least, in your opinion, which smack – was more warranted, the Canelo plant or the plant Charlo? I mean, I feel like both, you know, like me and Canelo are just standing up there, just talking smack back and forth, and he shoves me. You know, that was that was unwarranted, you know what I mean? And uh, same thing with Jamal, too. So it's like you can't just be going around just trying to shove people off their feet or – grabbing their face, but if I really had to choose, like, probably Jamal. <laughs> hey, do you think this is the fight that we'll see uh, early 2024? With uh, Jamal? Yeah. Fingers crossed. You know, that's yeah. what, you know, it takes two to tango, though. You know, I can't just run around, you know, begging somebody to fight me. I mean, so everyone knows where I stand. Yeah. Take a big fight. So, when I look at the landscape of the super middleweight division, where do you think it ranks in boxing? Right up there. I mean, right up there with with thirty five and forty seven and uh, forty. I mean, it's got to be right up there with them. You know, a lot of big fights being made. I'm proud to say that I'm a big part of that. You know, regardless of who they put in front of me, whether it was Jose Uscategui when I only had 17 fights and fighting for that world title, you know, off a year layoff or, you know, fighting even um, Vincent. Uh, you know, after I fought um, Mike Lee, after Jose, you know, just because I, I won my world title the hard way. So obviously they gave me Mike Lee, but then even Vincent, you know, he was the WBA regular champ um, shortly before we fought. And uh, going right to... Uh, you know, he, he was on the backside of his career, but Caleb Truax is a former world champ. Canelo, uh, Jose was a world champ. Canelo, obviously, with everything he's done. Darrell, former two-time world champ. David, former two-time world champ. And, you know, looking to fight Jermon next. So, The one thing I love about the division is that you guys fight each other. And, and when you have some people who are trying to pick and choose at 168, there's so many big names like yourself, and you guys get in the ring and fight. And I think that's that's the beauty for fight fans. Yeah, I mean, 
that's what it's about. You know, if you feel like you're one of the best, then, you know, what's the point of calling yourself that if you're not willing to go out and prove it? And, you know, even if somebody wound up being the third best in the world, wouldn't you rather know that you're third than think that you're one? You know, because at the end of the day, like you, you really didn't, you didn't lay it on the line. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel. And we'll wrap it up with this, Caleb. Have, have, and I, I know it's hard because you're still in it, but when you just look back so far in your career, have you marveled at like, damn, I've been at the top and, and my legacy, the legacy I'm setting is something that is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, you know, I like to look back and, you know, I, I'm definitely proud of myself being from where I come from and, you know, what it's taken to get to this point. Like, it hasn't been easy, you know what I'm saying? And But nobody said it was going to be easy. I wasn't expecting it to be easy. And, you know, I, I don't want it to be easy. You know, otherwise, everybody would be doing it. So I'm definitely, uh, you know, proud of what I've accomplished thus far. And, you know, I only have 24 fights, which is less than basically any other, you know, high name caliber fighter. So, you know, I still got a long road left ahead of me and I'm excited to become two-time champion of the world. There he is. Let me tell you something. They call him sweet hands for a reason because the but boy got some hands and he will put them on you. Uh, Caleb sweet hands <laughs> Sweet hands play. Uh, always great to talk to you, my brother. And I can't wait to see you back in the ring. Yes, sir. Good talking to you. I appreciate it. All right. That's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring the biggest names in the sport. And at 168, this man right there at the top, Caleb Sweethand Plant. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.